Jesus tells us that we are supposed to eat His flesh and drink His blood. Very clear. Do this in memory of Me. Take and eat. This is My body. Take and drink. This is My blood of the covenant. Do this in remembrance of Me. Jesus tells us to eat His flesh and drink His blood. So, today, we want to ask two questions about that. One, why does Jesus tell us to eat His flesh and drink His blood? And two, how are we supposed to do that? First, the why. Or at least one part of the why. In both the first reading from the book of Exodus and the second reading from the letter to the Hebrews, we hear about blood. In the first reading from the book of Exodus, God has just recently brought His people out of the land of Egypt. He has rescued them from slavery and He is making a covenant with them. A covenant. A covenant. What does a covenant do? A covenant makes family. Covenant makes family and God is making a covenant, a family bond with His people. That's the book of Exodus. In the letter to the Hebrews, the author is talking to the descendants of those people that were there in the Exodus. He's talking to their great, 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 great grandchildren or something. Their descendants. And explaining to them how Jesus is the fulfillment of all of the sacrifices, of all of the laws, of all of the rituals, of all of the prophecy in the Old Testament. The letter to the Hebrews is showing how Jesus is the fulfillment of all of that. And in the letter to the Hebrews and in the book of Exodus, we hear about the importance of the blood. In Exodus, Moses pours the blood of the sacrifice onto the altar. And then, when the people say, yes, we want to be family with God. Yes, we will do all the things that people do when they are family with God. We will follow the rules of God's house. Because we know they are good for us. Because we know God loves us. After all, He just rescued us from Egypt. We want to be part of God's family. So Moses took the same blood that, that, that he had put on the altar. Blood from the same sacrifice. Put it in a bowl. Got, got like a, a, a branch. And he sprinkled it on the people. To symbolize their union as one family. Nonetheless, it was just the blood of a bull. Who cares about that? Right, the blood of a bull is the, the sacrifice of the bulls and the goats and the sheep and the turtle doves and all these things. They're not, they, they don't do anything in themselves. But the, 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 the sacrifices of all these animals are just meant to show that we are meant to give ourselves totally and completely to God. 
There's no power in itself in the blood of a bull or a goat, the author to the letter of the Hebrew says. The Bible says. No. Those things are symbols of us offering ourselves totally and completely to God. And so, the blood of the bull on the altar and on the people was a symbol of the real covenant that God had made with His people. Of the real family bond that God had made with His people. But God wanted more. God wanted to be united more closely to us than that. In fact, God wanted to give us a share in His very life. Remember last week? Trinity Sunday? The ultimate end, the the purpose, the reason, the goal of everything that God does in the world is for you and for me to share in the divine life of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. God desires us to share in His life. And the Bible says that blood is a symbol of life. It says in the book of Leviticus, I believe, do not drink the blood of an animal because the life is in the blood. And you do not want to share in the life of a stupid bull or goat or calf or pigeon or anything else. Jesus comes and He says, unless you eat My flesh and drink My blood, you do not have a life within you. Or, to phrase that in the positive way, which Jesus also says, He who eats My flesh and drinks My blood will have eternal life. Why? Because the life is in the blood. And we are meant to share in the life of Jesus. In the covenant family of God. And God wants us to be so close that He wants us, so to speak, to be blood relatives. And we know this intuitively. We know that there's something about the blood. And I know that we know that there's something about the blood because when I was a kid, I would read all these stories. And in the sto- there were stories of, of boys who were growing up and in friendship and so forth. And in so many of these stories about boys who were like best friends, they said, we're best friends. Like we, we're like brothers. And so you know what? We're going to be blood brothers. And they would, they would make a little cut on their hands. And they would shake their hands and mix their blood together. And they said, now we are so close. We are blood brothers. More, more even than best friends. So Jesus, paraphrasing, but Jesus, so to speak, says, I I want you to be my blood brother. I I want you to be my blood sister. 
I don't want to just be friends. I don't even want to just be best friends. I don't even, I, I don't even want to just be adopted siblings. As amazing as that is. I want to be one. He says, Jesus says, I don't believe in your blood, brother. So, when we come to Mass, we are privileged, so long as we are baptized and in a state of grace, to receive the body and blood of Jesus. In fact, because Jesus is a person, and Jesus, a person, can't be divided, when we receive Holy Communion, we receive His body, His blood, His soul, and His divinity. We receive all of Jesus. Jesus, like on the cross, so in the Eucharist, holds nothing back and gives us everything. And because Jesus cannot be divided, even the smallest little particle of the sacred host is all of Jesus. Or completely Jesus, I could say more properly. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. And every little drop of the precious blood is totally Jesus. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. So, whether we just receive uh, under the species of bread, and whether we just receive what looks like bread, but it's not bread, it's God, or whether we, see, we receive just under the species of wine, looks like wine, but it's not wine, it's God, we receive all of Jesus. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. Because God wants so much that we might be united to Him, that we might share His we might be children, God's children, through water and through blood, completely and totally united to Him. But how God does that is quite mysterious. It, it, it is amazing that this is just bread right now. It won't be in a second. But it's just bread. I could, one could throw it on the ground, stomp on it, do, do whatever you wanted with it. So it's, 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 just, it's just bread. Yet, because at the Last Supper, Jesus ordained the first priest. Because at the Last Supper, Jesus said to the first priest, this is my body. This is my blood. Do this in memory of me. He can't say, he can't tell him to do something that he didn't give him the power to do. I'm going to say it again. He can't tell him to do something that he didn't give them the power to do. And so, Jesus gives to the priests, the apostles, who then ordained, who were bishops, who then ordained other priests and other bishops, who then ordained other priests and other bishops, who then ordained other priests and other bishops, and down and down and down the line till today in Morgan City. I, a weak human being, through no merit of my own, 
but because God has given me the gift of the priesthood so that I might serve you with it, I will say the words of Jesus over this bread and the wine that will be in this chalice. And after I say the words of Jesus over this bread and the wine that will be in this chalice, this will not be bread anymore. But this will be God. And we will treat our blessed Lord as such. No more bread. Only God. The body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. So how does God do that? Well, we don't know everything about how God does that because He's God. But we do know something. For example, what are you? What am I? We are human beings. Everybody in this church is a human being. But look, look around you. Seriously, take a moment. Just look at some of the other human beings in the church. Look how different we all are. Some of us have black hair. Some of us have brown hair. Some of us have gray hair. Our skin is different colors. Some of us are 5'6". Some of us are 6'2". Some of us are five foot. Some of us are over here. Some of us are over there. I'm up here. We're all human beings, but we have all of these different properties. Our, to use fancy language, right? Our substance is human being. That's what you are. That's what I am. Human being. Yet, we have different properties. The fancy word for that is accidents, but that gets confusing, so I'll just keep using properties. Like being here rather than there. Like having white hair rather than black hair. Like being 5'6 rather than 6'2. We all have these different properties, yet we're all human beings. What God does at the consecration, at Mass, is He leaves the properties of bread and of this particular kind of bread. He, it, it has a certain taste. It's dry. It's flat. It's round. You know, those things. Properties of bread. But He changes the substance of bread. He changes what it is. So, after the consecration, even though it has those properties of bread and it looks like bread and tastes like bread and all the rest, it is really, truly, completely the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. And you say, Father, how can... How, 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 what? How can God do that? Well, if God created the whole world, it seems like He can do pretty much whatever He wants. And we just spent a few minutes coming to understand why God would do that. Because He wants to unite us that closely with Himself. Because He wants us to be blood brothers, blood sisters. And because, at least in part, it, it would be weird to if what we receive from this chalice 
smelled and tasted like human blood. It would be weird and it would turn us off. If the sacred host didn't taste and smell and look like bread, but if it had the texture of human flesh, that would be weird. It would turn us off. God loves us so much that He comes to us under the appearance of something so common and so normal as bread and wine. He changes the substance of the bread and the substance of the wine into His body, blood, soul, and divinity while leaving the properties of bread and wine like they are. Because He desires that we might share His life. He desires that we might be in His family. Blood brothers, blood sisters. Blood sons, blood daughters. Now and into eternity.